Well, I'm all fired up today because I'm going to preach on prosperity so you can tell just go on and on. <laughs> but it's in my heart and I believe we're going to receive some things today. Father, we thank you today. Uh, we just appreciate your heart for us, Lord, that you're uh, full of compassion, that you love your children, that you, you love the world, you love sinners, and Christ died for those who, who, of us who were in sin. And then, Lord, you've taken us into your family, the family of God, and we thank you that you love us even in a greater way now with, with your, um, your mercy and your goodness and uh, you're so very kind and we thank you Lord for it and we look to you today to learn to grow and to manifest your will as we walk in in this earth we thank you Lord in Jesus name amen we're going to start with John chapter 2 today and uh, just very simple uh, word but I believe it will encourage us to remember that God is, we sang about it a while ago, El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one. And we sang, too, that he is and he has plenty and that he doesn't withhold any good thing, the Bible says, from his people. He doesn't withhold. There is an unending supply. And we need to to really lift up our eyes to the Lord, especially when there's times in the earth like we've experienced this last year and uh, 2020 uh, and even a little bit in 21, um, that, you know, the world wants you to think that there's not enough, that there's lack, that, uh, you know, that you better penny pinch, you better hold on, you you know, you, you never know what's going to happen next, whether the economy is going to fail or, uh, you know, all over the world problems with finances, etc. But we don't look to the world as Christians. We don't look to the world for our provision. The Bible clearly tells us not to look to the hand of man, but to God's hand, the hand of God. Amen. And uh, it's just so interesting, the examples that God gives us in his word about people receiving provision from him. And most of these times that they did, it was times where the world wasn't doing so great. Times of famine, times when there was no food available, there was no water available, really, really bad times. And yet God stepped in and provided for people uh, material things. Amen? Um, so I've heard people say through the years, well, he's just not a material God. You know, he doesn't care about material. It's just spiritual. But, you know, God created all the material things. You read Genesis and you see, well, you know, he is into things. Amen? He created all things. So he wants uh, us, as we walk through our lives and our journey, to have everything that we need. Everything that we need. And he wants us to trust him for it. We don't, we don't put our trust in ourselves. And we don't put our trust in each other necessarily. Amen? 
but we put our trust in God. Hallelujah. And just uh, a little advertisement here. Your pastor is coming out with a book in the next probably four weeks. It's called In God We Trust. In God We Trust. And uh, what a foundational, wonderful teaching about how God is our provider and we put our trust in him. And, you know, if you look at your money, you'll see in God we trust. Hallelujah. So John chapter 2, let's read here. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, now notice the word wanted. (laughs) It wasn't that they needed wine necessarily. It was just a want, a desire of theirs. They wanted wine. The mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. One translation says they had run out of wine. And Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. Uh, you know, in other words, he's saying this is not our concern. Yours and my concern uh, about this situation. Um And his mother said, just kind of ignored him and said unto the servants, whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Now, I just love Mary in this situation, don't you? (laughs) She's going to take care of some business here. And, uh, you know, there's there's such a, a teaching, maybe not so much nowadays, but way back against women, you know, speaking in church and and doing things for God, even call to ministry, all these questions and all that about that. And I love the fact that Jesus' first miracle was activated or prompted by a woman. Isn't that interesting? God used her to bless that wedding ceremony, to bless those people there. And really, it was with a luxury item. It wasn't that they had to have wine to get married. A lot of weddings you go to, there's no wine served. I had someone, you know, years ago say, well, the Jews, they had to have wine. They had to have it there for there. It was a part of their, uh, you know, part of their tradition. They had to have it to get married. And I said, well, they did have it. They just ran out, right? It didn't have to necessarily be replenished, did it? But God loves every part of our lives. And he wants to bless us not just because we need something so desperately, but maybe just because we want it. Just because we want it. Isn't that a loving Heavenly Father? So a luxury item here he's going to do, and this is uh, to show forth his glory, his first miracle. And so well, let's read on, verse 5. His mother said unto his servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now that's just a, a, a complete statement of faith, isn't it? Just do what he says do. When he says something, do it. And Because you do that, we used to say this, an act of obedience is a miracle reaped. When you just do what God tells you to do. When you have an inclination to give something to somebody or or to call them and pray for them or uh, to go over and visit them or, you know, just do what you know to do and God will do the, the supernatural part. Amen. So here he says, uh, she says to the servants, 
just do what he says to do. And there uh, were uh, set there six water pots of stone after the manner of purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. And that's about 20 or 30 gallons um, of water that one of those pots would hold. So Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water, and they fill them up to the brim. Sounds like Maxwell House, doesn't it? <laughs> Remember that commercial? And he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. So all they did, now notice, because this is such a key to miracles that I think sometimes we overlook, is they had water and they had pots. They didn't have wine, but he said, just work with what you have. He didn't tell them to do something impossible. He told them that they what they could do with what they had. Fill up the pots. <laughs> Fill up the jars. Now, that's, that sounds like a lot of work. Maybe it was a lot more work back then than it would have been now. But it was very possible for them to do that. Amen. And I'm telling you, when God is doing miracles in our life and he asks us to do an act of faith or even sow a seed of faith, uh, whether it be financial or whether it be uh, just an, in an act of service that sometimes he tells us to what we need to do and when we need to do it. When we when we hear that information, it's something that we can do. Amen. He's not asking you to go out to the golf out here and walk on water. Now, he might ask you to go get your feet wet, you know, something you can do. So that's that's I think that sometimes we uh, look at the impossible things of God, uh, things that are possible with him that seem impossible to us. And we think, well, we just, you know, that was so wonderful that they could have all those miracles. But today, you know, we live in 2021 and we don't see these kind of things happen today, but we can see them happen today. Amen. I mean, he is a miracle working God. He has not changed. And he wants to show himself strong on your behalf. So the the key here is listening to what he what our part is. Pastor David said, you know, we talk about these things. And this is a lot of this is in his new book um, in God We Trust. He said that when when he's facing a challenge or something that's really uh, has to be God for it to happen. He'll ask God, what is my part in this? What is my part? And, and just let God talk to you about what your part is. It might just be shut up and sit down. <laughs> you know, it might be that. But then sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's, well, this is what I want you to do. But it will always be something that you can do. You can do it. And they did this. They filled up these jars with water and they filled them up to the very top. And he said unto them, draw out now, which they were capable of that as well. And it was faith, wasn't it? Because they put water in those things. But he said, draw it out and give it to the governor of the feast and they bear it. In other words, they did what he said. And the ruler of the feast had tasted uh 
the water, this is verse 9, that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. Um, another translation, I believe it's New uh, Living Translation, says uh, expensive wine (laughs) you know you serve the best wine first and when the men have well drunk then thou which that which is worse in other words the least expensive (laughs) the boone's farm strawberry hill i guess (laughs) whatever is the worst right you bring that out when everybody else has been drinking a lot the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto them every man um Set forth the good wine, the expensive, the best. Um, but notice here, he said at the end of this verse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now, the best. You have saved the most expensive until now. So that was strange for him uh, as, as a governor of the feast or a, as a manager of uh, the, the uh, wedding party. And so uh, we see another thing about God here. He will always do the best. He will always do the most excellent. He is he he thinks higher than we think. Now, he wants us to come up to his thinking. You know, he wants us to to stretch a little bit, and think a little higher because he is able to do exceeding abundantly above anything that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. But um he always does better than we could ever come up with. And and this shows uh the the uh hand of God used in such an excellent way uh toward his people. And then you know there's there's so much in here parallels that I love to to bring out because you know this is a very natural story, supernatural miracle, but also you know there's so much symbolism here uh of the third day this marriage in Cana of Galilee. Well, what does that remind you of a third day? And then these these pots filled with water were for ceremonial washing, you know, outside. Um, they're washing. And uh, we see the wine representing the blood of Jesus, the wash the inside. Amen. And then I love the part about the wine being served. At the last part was the best. And uh, again, we, we talked during the offering today about uh, our covenant, the New Testament, the new will, the new covenant is a better covenant based upon better promises, more excellent. Amen. So this this uh, whole uh, story here just points to redemption, doesn't it? It points to the glory of God in us and the excellent uh, excellency of his will in us and of course uh, what we're speaking about today is prosperity is the will of God his will is prosperity now that doesn't always mean a million dollars in the bank because I tell you right now a million dollars in the bank isn't that much anymore <laughs> you know we used to think a million dollars but now it's like you better have 10 or 20 million dollars, you know, if you're going to do anything, build anything. Um, it, it's just, uh, you know, how things have grown so much more expensive than they were. So prosperity is relative. 
But I believe the definition of prosperity is having whatever you need or even want when you want it. Amen. Um, Jesus walked that way. I mean, he needed some transportation into Jerusalem. And he said, uh, just go get that colt, you know, and untie it and bring it here. <laughs> and, and if they say anything, you know, it'd be like stealing a car, really. Uh, we're just going to take this car. And, and, and uh, Jesus said, if they say anything to you, just say the master has need of it. And and they did, and uh, and he had what he needed. Praise God. So it doesn't always mean money. It doesn't always mean an exchange of money. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it's just God moving on your behalf, doing what you need done in this life. Sometimes it's the favor of God on you that brings things that you need. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's the way you act, the words you say, as you act in line with the word and just walk by faith and not by sight, that God makes things and rearranges things and and it sees to it that your needs are met and also he gives you richly all things to enjoy, just to enjoy it. That's what this party was about. They just wanted to enjoy themselves and celebrate with this young couple in their marriage. Amen. So uh, I think sometimes we, you know, again, uh, I know I should speak for myself years ago. I've gotten a little bit better about it now. But years ago, I would say, well, I don't really deserve a new car. I'll just believe that God will help me get a old beat up used car, you know. And so uh, you start thinking well, I don't really even need a used car. I could just get a little moped or bicycle. You know, God God wants to bless you big. And and he doesn't uh he doesn't think barely get along like we think. He in fact, he doesn't think not enough or barely enough. He thinks more than enough. And and you can see it all throughout the word. I believe if they had had 20 jars and filled them all, then there would have been all that extra wine. Amen? The only reason the supply ran out there was because they only had six pots. <laughs> Amen? Heaven's supply is endless. It's limitless. He is always pouring out. And he wants us to know that he's a God, El Shaddai, who is more than enough. So what do we do if we are looking at not enough? I think it's important to look at him because he is more than enough. And and usually if it's something in our lives what it when when it's not enough, usually he wants us to do something with it so that he can turn it into more than enough. He can multiply it. I have said, you know, for years, if if what you're looking at is is too small or not enough, then usually you should think about sowing it. <laughs> because if you're, if you have seed and you need a harvest, you wouldn't just hold on to the seed and eat the seed. You would sow the seed, right? Farmers know about that. They know how to multiply, uh, the, the crop. They sow the seed. They water the seed. Amen. And God is the greatest gardener of all. And so he, uh, t- shows us and tells us what to do. Amen. And he'll direct he'll direct you if you'll let him 
like Pastor David said, say to the Lord, what is my part in this miracle? What is my part? Hallelujah. And God will show you. I think that, um, you know, a, a wonderful way to think about it is what do you have? What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your house? Uh, I was uh, reading an article that said most people, if they sold, if they just had a garage sale. Most Americans would have three thousand dollars worth of things in their garage that they could sell. In other words, you have three thousand dollars right now <laughs> in your garage. Isn't that interesting? That's a lot of money, and you can so you could sow that. Praise God and get uh, God moving on your behalf. Praise the Lord. What I think. Let's look at this, and then we'll close. Second Kings. I think what happens sometimes is we don't think we have anything. We don't know what we have, and we have to be reminded. Second uh, Kings chapter four and verse one. And this lady here, she was uh, a widow, and um, her husband had died, and there was so much debt that the the creditors were coming to take her sons to be slaves. So uh, let's look here. Now there, for verse one. This is Second Kings four, verse one. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of prophets unto Elisha, saying, "Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen." And Elisha said unto her, "What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house?" What do you have in the house? Now, she's looking for a miracle because she loves her kids. She's single now, widow, and she needs to pay this debt. I love this. And anybody got debt today? <laughs> listen, listen to this. Amen. God is interested in paying your debt off. Hallelujah. So uh, what is in your house? And notice what she said, especially what she said at first. Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house. And then she remembered, oh, save a pot of oil, just a little bit of olive oil. That's what I have. But at first she said there was nothing. And I think that's what we think. Well, I just don't, you know, I don't know what I could do to help this situation. What little bit I have or this little thing could never meet that huge need or want or desire or maybe you want to do something for someone else. Think about that, right? <laughs> we can do things for other people. We could, you know, send their child to college or buy them a house. Amen. It's not always all about us, right? Uh, we could send our pastor to, to Brazil to preach the gospel. Amen. So, you know, it, when we're talking about prosperity, we're talking about, yes, he wants you blessed, but he wants you to be a blessing. He wants me to be a blessing. So we've got to think more about what I want, what kind of car I want, what kind of house I want, and think about what does God want to use me to do for the gospel or for other people? I've heard people say, well, you know, I don't want a Rolls Royce and I don't want a jet airplane like this one or that one. And, and fine, drive a Chevrolet. I, I, I like the Toyota Camry I drive today. It's a wonderful little car. Amen? But believe God for millions 
to preach the gospel, to give into the church, amen, to give into the ministry. Believe God and stand on your covenant of prosperity to bless your neighbor, to pay off their house. We've had the privilege through the years to be able to pay off people's houses. We've sent several people to college, paid for their college tuitions. You know, that's fun. In fact, the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. I mean, it is really fun when you are able to do great things for other people, and especially for those who are in ministry and want to preach the gospel to all the world. And that's that's your pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. I love him so much. His heart is to just preach the good news to everybody. Amen. It's wonderful. Praise the Lord. So we'll we'll see what what uh, happened here. And then I'll let you go. Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? She said, at first, I don't have anything except, oh, I have a little pot of oil. Then he said, go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. In other words, get as many as you can. Why? Because heaven's supply never runs out. If she had still borrowed vessels today, she, God would still be filling them with oil. The only thing that stopped the oil was there were not any more pots. It was her limiting herself instead of God saying, that's enough. You don't need any more than that. I'm done. This is just, you, you know, you're always asking for too much. You want more and more and more oil. No, that's not his attitude at all. It was like, get as many jars <laughs> that you can get and let's make this thing happen. Hallelujah. Do you see God's heart in these things? A heart of love and wanting to bless. He's the blesser. And then uh, she did. She shut the door. Uh, verse 4 said, uh, and got her sons in there, poured out all these vessels uh, into all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, shut the door upon her and her sons. Uh, this is verse 5, who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. The oil stopped when there was no more vessels to pour it into. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, now this is, you know, another instruction, something she can do. Go and sell the oil. Pay thy debt and live thou and the children of the rest. So here again, the God of more than enough provides more than enough. It wasn't just, well, you know, here you go. Just barely pay that debt off. No, you live and your children live off the rest. Praise God. And it fell on that day that Elijah passed. And then we'll, we won't go into all that. But we see the miracle working power of God in the area of provision. Amen. Look to him as your provider. Don't look to the United States of America. Praise God for it. Pray for the United States. But don't look to the United States for your provision. Don't look to the state of Florida for your provision. Don't look to the hand of man. Look to the hand of God. Let him instruct you. On what your part is, what our part is, and then see his magnificent miracle working power work 
in your finances. Amen. Um, as we, if you want to stand up, you can. I'm going to pray, and I feel really strongly about praying for people with debt today. So if you have debt uh, that you want paid off, you know, you know, uh, some people don't mind living that way, but I'm telling you, it's good to be debt free. Amen. It's a good way to be debt free. And, and it doesn't matter if it, this debt is your fault. You know, sometimes we get condemned. Well, I put too much on my credit card and it's all my fault. Now I have to pay for it. You know, I have to suffer. Well, uh, you know, we should be good managers, but praise God, his mercy. Amen. And he will help you pay that credit card debt. He will help you and he'll get the money into your hands to pay for whatever debt you have. And this woman's debt was canceled, praise God, by the Spirit of God, paid off. And so let's believe if you have debt today, just lift your hand to the Lord. Maybe you're live streaming, you're in your home. Just lift your hand to the Lord and let's pray and believe God for supernatural debt payoff. Father, we speak to this debt in the name of Jesus. We speak to the debt and we command it to be paid. We thank you for your mighty hand moving today in people's finances. Sometimes debts are just canceled. Sometimes they're supernaturally paid off. Sometimes money comes in a big lump sum and pays it off. Other times debt is forgiven somehow. But we believe you and however you want to work, we believe you, we trust you, and we thank you for these debts to be paid. And we declare that we are the lenders and not the borrowers. We're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. And we thank you for this burden of debt to be lifted off the shoulders of everyone today. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we believe you, Lord, just as this woman received this miracle, we believe you for those miracles, for the debt to be paid off, and for there to be more to live on in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks for it, Father. We give you glory for it, Lord. Hallelujah. You're the greatest provider that's ever been (laughs) better than any person that we've ever known lord you're greater